Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The Late Lunch with Blackstay Motors Rider, Renault Dealer of the Year. Offering a new standard in used cars with Renault Selection. Each model comes with fully serviced, full vehicle health check and delivered with industry-leading standards of two years warranty, two years breakdown assistance and low APR finance. You're very welcome to Wednesday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Lots to come over the next couple of hours. Cathy Mars with us. We're talking about the flu jab, Tunnel to Table Autumn special with Nikki Kyle and our new agony aunt, Barbara Kelly, is joining us on the show today. But first off, two years ago, Paul Carroll and Mike McCarthy launched their now award-winning blog, called Funky Fashion Frolics. The boys themselves are trailblazers when it comes to their own sense of fashion and a go-to couple for women who really value their advice when it comes to fashion and beauty for that special occasion. We have one half of the deadly duo with us on Late Lunch this afternoon and we're going to talk to him and reflect on two years since the blog started and a big night that's coming up in Taggerstown House. Paul, you are so welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jerry. And again, thanks for having me in. Not at all. You're very, very welcome. Well, Paul, I remember the two of you coming in here just you over do. two years ago. Do you remember I that? I do and very it well. It was all beginning for you. Absolutely. It's been a whirlwind, hasn't it? It has been a whirlwind. Um, it's been a huge education for us. It's been um, like a roller coaster. And it's kind of now like that roller coaster is starting to kind of gather speed. Um, it's been an amazing two years, Jerry, and we've had experience of things that we never thought we would within the whole fashion world, um, within Irish boutiques and designers, um, lots of amazing people. We have had wonderful opportunities ourselves, things we never would have seen ourselves doing, like judging ladies' days, comparing events, hosting events. And it's just been a complete roller coaster. yes, and we're really enjoying it. You made history at Bellius Town. I want to remind people again in 2017, <laughs> you were the first gay couple to be named Best Dressed. It we were. 300 years of racing in the country. That's right. Would you consider that one of the big highlights? Um, it certainly was a very humbling experience for us. Um, it was a huge eye-opener in where this country has come from where it's been. And where it's going, yes, and it was probably for us personally um, one of probably the highlights of our two years as Funky Fashion Frolics, yes, was winning that award and being recognised at Bellius Town. But there yes. have been so many, as you mentioned as well. We could go on all day about them here. Tell us this for, for, from your perspective and from Mike's as 
well and we say yes. hello to him today I know he yes. can't be here he's for a very, very busy yes. he's yes. very busy today um, how do you guys go about looking so wonderful every time you appear well, I would say, you know, don't always be fooled by photographs. It's not like that 24 seven. Uh, you know, there's still grass to be cut and stuff like that, you know. Um, but, um, we love uh, dressing up. Um, we do. It's probably become our trademark. Um, it's kind of what's got assigned to assets agency in Dublin as, um, hosts and presenters. It's probably how we've presented ourselves. Something we enjoy doing. Love uh, men's fashion, love promoting men's fashion now in Ireland. And um, yes, we, we love it, we enjoy it. And uh, it's not always like that, as I say, but um, we love when it is. <laughs> yeah, and, and when you are, when you're in the public eye, I know that and we all have our lives to live and it's very different to the public yes. personas that we are as well. But I want to ask you something. I know you were away on holidays yes. recently. When you go on holidays, are you looking in, in the country you visit for, for something for yourselves? Um, we would always look for something for ourselves, I suppose. Who doesn't go away and doesn't? Um, we wouldn't hugely focus on that kind of thing. Um, we would look at trends in other countries. I suppose our blog is to promote Irish local and you know so yes you will go to we were recently in Greece as I say and you look at trends there and where fashion is in other places and you will compare it to where it's at at home Um yes and you obviously will look we, we always say when shopping abroad you've got to be very careful mm. because you can see something in a country or climate that is very suited to there you take it home here wear it you can look hideous <laughs> you know <laughs> that's but, a very good point yeah yeah, it is something that you learn like everything looks different in a bright sunny climate um, but like maybe today walking down West Street in a floral jacket and white trousers mightn't just do it you know do you have to pay a fortune for something to really look good on you? Now, no. we'll talk from a man's perspective, because let me tell you a little story. I was in Sicily myself last week yes. and did a little bit of shopping, but I was in a boutique and I knew this was a high end. So I said to Mary, my wife, well, sure, I'll fit this on anyway. So put it on and had a look and then had a look at the label, Paul. It was a nice uh, wool jumper, 790 euro. Yes. As Miriam said to me, did the sheep knit it? Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't have to. OK, the quality is there. It's obviously a high-end designer label. But if it's a, a, a navy V-neck jumper, a navy V-neck jumper is a navy V-neck jumper visually. OK, there's difference in quality. But you can create a look. You can create a very high-end look on a very low-stream budget. Like, you can create your international catwalk looks really from pennies or high stores nowadays. So you don't have to spend the fortune. Quality is always quality, mm. but a look is a look. And you are, I know both of you, massive supporters of the local boutiques. You mentioned some yes. of the national uh, outlets there as well. Yes. Are there gems in our midst in the northeast here in Loudoun Mead? Little shops with great stuff? Absolutely. And there are amazing, uh, predominantly in the, the ladies' end of it, there are predom- uh, great women who have uh, done great business over the last number of years where it's been very difficult where boutique shopping has become a niche market for a lot of women um, whose maybe budgets mightn't have stretched there. But these women have been able to adjust their buying, um, great eye, great sense of style, get to know their customer, shop for their customer. And yes, there are amazing gems. And we'll talk later about we're going to showcase um, later in the next month. And um, yes, there are incredible boutiques out there and incredible people involved. Let's talk about women for a minute. Forget the boys for a yes. second, because I know you have a huge following. Autumn, winter, 2018, 2019. What's the colour? What's the trend? There's loads of colour, Jerry, And there's lots of, of course, um, the one big trend that's coming through from every um, angle is for ladies, leopard print is huge. And it's leopard print on leopard print. It's mixing checks with leopard print. It's mixing colours. It's mixing patterns. It is a complete kaleidoscope of colour. 
So it really is this very special time of year and it's vibrant and it's bright. But leopard skin, I would have thought a throwback to many moons ago. Absolutely, a certain lady in Coronation Street, but I'll tell you, she's (laughs) right on trend. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) It is, isn't it? It is in Coronation Street. Am I right? It was Bet, I think. Yes, yes. Oh, going back to Bet Lynch. Yes. Yeah, and Liz is there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, the modern day version. But, um, you know, as somebody said recently, our girls' nights out now are going to resemble the the leopard pin uh, pit in Dublin Zoo you know are all the women going to be our leopard there is so much of it but it's it, there's a fabulous um, there's a fabulous clash like uh, you're seeing coming now from the international catwalks at the moment all the fashion weeks are on um, you're seeing a mix of checks and florals like complete um, mishmash of mm. everything colour is massive yeah Urshanade said tartan's back just mention that to Tartan's Paul today will huge. you huge absolutely huge and full tartan like the trouser suit for women is now the kind of power statement and that tartan trouser suit you're going to see loads of it yeah everywhere. you know when we come into the long evenings the shorter days the seasonal colours you know as they turn into yes. the golds and the browns and the darker is that important you know seasonally to reflect that in your colours even though you say there's lots of vibrant colours there's there, lots of vibrant colours and I suppose it's about embracing what's out there you'll always have your go-to your go-to style and your go-to colours and people will associate certain seasons with certain colours and will have pieces you know from like as you say your coppers your golds your browns for your autumn wardrobe and then go more into pastel spring summer but now there's there's even there's pastels for winter it's like there's lemons there's pinks there's it's just, as I said, a kaleidoscope Less colour. demarcation, seasonally or whatever. Totally. What goes, totally. goes, Paul. Embracing it, Now yes. tell us about this. Excellence in style, this fashion show. I know the Perry are so excited about it. We this. are, yeah, we're actually bursting at scenes now because um, <laughs> it's just coming together so well. Um, as you know, just two years ago, we started our blog, Funky Fashion Frolics, and earlier this year at the Mead Style Awards, we won our own category, which was the best in social media. And on the night we're gobsmacked to pick up the overall Excellence and Style Award for County Meath. So um, we decided to do something to celebrate that. And um, what we decided to do was take Funky Fashion Frolics to the next level and go take it to live. So this is what we're doing in Tankardstown House on Tuesday the 9th of October. We're having our first, as we call it, Funky Fashion Frolics Excellence in Style live fashion show. Brilliant. And you two boys are out there front of house. We're out there front of house and uh, we have many other fabulous people out front of house. Um, the wonderful Tankards. What we decided to do was do something um, at a certain level. We wanted a really nice venue and Tankardstown just lent itself to what we wanted um, to showcase fashion from Meath. And then we've been lucky enough now to pull in some big, big names that we talk about um, in international fashion as well. So we're really, really excited about this. And of course, you mentioned Assets that you two are associated with. And they are backboning this. Derek Daniels from Assets is um, probably the top of his game in this country. And Derek is producing the show with uh, the top models from this country. We have former Miss Ireland's. Uh, It will be a very high-end, very, very high-end show on the 9th of October at Tankardstown. And you do as well want to help a charity that's very close to both your hearts. Yes, very much so. Um, Our chosen charity on the night, uh, we're going to run a bumper raffle, which we've had amazing sponsorship, is the Avian's Pink Tie Charity. And it's a children's cancer charity. Um, headed by a wonderful man we were lucky enough over the last two years to meet called Jimmy Norman and um, yes we were involved in events for them 
and when we decided to do something and take a charity element in in the form of a raffle on the night uh, Avian's Pink Tie was our, is our chosen charity for this one and we're amazed we have like an overnight stay at Dunboyne Castle with dinner and breakfast we've especially commissioned Siobhan Daly Neck Piece a four course lunch with VIP admission to Navin Races for Ladies Day a family guided tour of Slane Castle these are just some of the prizes for the raffle on the night sort and again it's a combination of international and I know 11 local boutiques that's are involved right. here that's right we have um, well we, what we've done is we've picked a boutique from each town in, in County Meath we have Ribbon Rouge Navin Ebony Boutique Trim Picket Fence to, uh, Dunshocklin Jenny's from Ashburn Nile and Raft Dunboyne uh, we have Willow from Kells White Designer Studio from Navin and we have Olive's Boutique from Drogheda as well then as we have Tony McDonald Menswear and Pat O'Byrne from Trim with a little sprinkling of children's wear from the lovely Ch- uh, Chisler's Boutique in Navin. God, when you mention that, you know, geographically, just think about it. I yes. was saying to you a minute ago, yes. what's here? What What's in our midst? These little gems of places. They're all over the place. They're and everywhere. you've really done it brilliantly with your line-up there. Thank Stay you. with us on Late Lunch. Paul Carroll is staying here. I want to remind you, excellence in style, the big fashion show, the 9th of October, Tuesday night, Tankerstown House. The tickets are flying out the door. There are a few left. We have a few left, Jerry. limited tickets left and um, available from my salon in Slane, um, which I can give the details at the we'll end of the interview. We'll give that at the end yeah. of the interview, so we'll, yeah. and where you can get the tickets from. Absolutely. Stay with us. Paul is staying with us. And will I tell you, we're even getting more excited in here. We're delighted he's with us today because we're ringing, you know about this, Paul, Absolutely. the first finalist in our Fab wedding giveaway in association with the new Village Hotel in uh, County Mead. €15,000 it's worth. There'll be a call going out to somebody there and Paul will be part of it. Exciting stuff. Exciting is right. The Late Lunch with Blackstay Motors Drada, Renault Dealer of the Year. Offering a new standard in used cars with Renault selection. Each model comes with fully serviced, full vehicle health check and delivered with industry-leading standards of two years warranty, two years breakdown assistance and low APR finance. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Paul Carroll from Fun- Funky Fashion Frolics is with us on the show. And I believe Leona Hughes is on the line. Hello, Leona. <laughs> oh, my God almighty. What is that? These are all my children I collected from school. I'm on the way back to work. And I just got the phone call to say I was true as a finalist. <laughs> <laughs> How many children have you with you, Leona, there? Um, there's about... 25. Oh my God. And I take it they're not all your own. No, no. I'm a much, uh, it's an after school pickle. Oh, good woman yourself. Well, listen, Leona Hughes, congratulations. You are the first finalist in the dream wedding giveaway. Thank you so much. The new village hotel. You know the story. 15,000 euro it's worth. Yeah. We've got hundreds and hundreds of entries and you have been selected first. There'll be five finalists and the grand final is Saturday the 6th of October. Are you excited? Super excited. The kids are just um, putting out a little bit of how excited I am. I actually cannot believe it. I'm shaking. <laughs> well, listen, congratulations to you. Who nominated you? Uh, my friend Anya Faherty and most of my friends and family all around the globe took part. But Anya got picked out and she's now our lucky charm. <laughs> there you go. What's your fiancé's name? Uh, Daniel Kelly. Okay, and how long do you know him? Um, I know him most of my life. He's <laughs> my you? best friend. <laughs> and were you childhood sweethearts? We were childhood sweethearts. And then we drifted apart for a little while, but obviously we gelled back together and we never lost contact. Oh my word, this is a great, great story. It's absolutely brilliant. I'm so happy. I can't believe we're in as a finalist. What would this mean to you? 
so much less stress in planning a wedding and we can do it a lot sooner as we planned. It's absolutely brilliant. I oh, have it's a fantastic. Very, I have a very special guest here with me today. Yes, he wants to say hello to you. Say hello to Paul Carroll from Funky Fashion Frolics. Hi, Paul Carroll. Hi, how are you? I'm in studio here and there is huge excitement for you and I'm just thinking... Oh, it's you amazing. Celebrate this moment and huge uh, congratulations and the Thank best of luck so in the much. final. Oh, we will keep everything crossed for the do, final. Do, you do. And, and if you need well any prepared. style advice for your big day, you just check out Funky Fashion Frolics, OK? Um, sure to do that as soon as <laughs> I finish very best to you. <laughs> the very Thanks best. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye, Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, my God almighty, Paul, that is excitement, isn't it? it that really is amazing. Is. That yeah. is just incredible. Just and to, to hear that call. girl's voice and all those 25 children. Yes. Incredible. Amazing. I was just thinking they couldn't be all her own. What a prize. What a prize. You got. That's It's just amazing, yeah. It is. 15,000 euro all paid for you know and I want to remind people a hundred guests everything done from start to finish there and there you have it Leona Hughes and Dan Kelly are the first couple through they're from Balbriggan and we are going through all of the entries there'll be someone for the next four days as well that's Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday and we'll have the final line up then for Saturday week the 6th of October Paul there's nothing to beat a wedding is there for, for getting the, the glad rags on there's nothing to beat a wedding um, you know it probably is the ultimate uh, style day out for any man or woman um, in this country, races are huge today, yes, but weddings are absolutely, it's it's where the money's at with the weddings. Mm. And um, noticing in the last couple of years, millinery in this country has become such a huge, huge thing. And for weddings now, girls, certainly girls pull out all of the stops. I see it all of the time, both from our blog and from the salon as a hairdresser. Uh, you're dealing with people all the time. Yes, that's where that's where people spend money is on style for weddings. Back to you two guys, because winning Bellyston was one thing, but now you are sort of go-to uh, folks for judging these competitions as well. So th- you're, in other words, you're on the other side of the mo- we've microphone. We've literally, uh, we've gone to the other side <laughs> yeah. of the fence, as you could say, <laughs> yes. I suppose, oh, good, in the, in the fashion world. And, you know, um, it's something Mike and I were passionate about for many years uh, was race day style and we would go along to races and in our own minds, we'd be kind of saying, now, that girl should be put through. She should be in top 10. She should be in top five. She should possibly win. And then, I suppose, getting a bit of profile from what happened to us, it was amazing then to be approached to judge these events. And um, it's something we really enjoy. We're very fair. Um, we don't think it's all about being 25 and size 10. Um, we opened the, the whole thing to, you know, every age group, every body shape, because that's what it's about. And you don't have to be a certain image to look well. You can put a look together, as I say, on a budget. And there's no age tag on it. Mm. You know, um, there are very stylish older women. We're really looking forward to at our event in Tankardstown House. Uh, We have fabulous sponsorship. We have a prize on the night for the most stylish lady um, who will receive a fabulous prize from Brown Thomas in Dublin. And we look forward to that. I know so far from ticket sales, our ticket sales are from very young ladies to the more mature lady. And the winner on the night will be, in our eyes, eyes the most elegant, stylish person, a lady at the at the event. So yes. you're carrying that through to your yes. own night as well. Yes. You know, there are a number of uh, women as well, uh, you know, follow these race meetings. You, you get familiar with them, I'm sure, as judges as well. You'll see them in different outfits from time to time. They put a great effort into it, don't oh, they? Oh, massive, massive. And, you know, from the high end to like that, girls who would you'd speak to girls on a race course and they've dressed themselves possibly from River Island. 
like the winner at Bellustown, one of Bellustown this year, she bought her dress in H&M for 20 euro. Um, it could be that to, you know, the high end design. Yes. You know, it's, it's just how a look is put together. It's brilliant, yes. Paul. Back to the show again. Yes. We mentioned the 11 local boutiques. The international aspect and collections, Philip Tracy, Louise Kennedy. Yes, yes. we have um, fabulous collections from Milner to the Stars and the Royals, uh, Philip Tracy, which were honoured. The first time we put up a blog post about Philip Tracy, never did we think that we would bring that live to County Meath. Um, so that's a huge honour. We have a collection from Louise Kennedy. We also have fabulous designer at the moment, um, Umut Kutluk. Uh, making a great name for himself on the Irish and international design scene. And then Jen Kelly is a very renowned Dublin-based designer for many, many years. So we're, we're thrilled to have them on board. So last few tickets, folks. It's like Moor Street here. Yeah. The last of the apples and Absolutely. Well, the last of the apples and bananas are available. Uh, though the tickets are available either from, you can call the salon and Ruth or myself at the House of Paul and Slane on 041 988-4097 um, you can purchase your tickets on paypal.ie at forward, fas- uh, forward slash funky fashion funky fashion frolics or just mail us on our blog or and we'll organise you with tickets Okay, so there's no excuse and it's going to be a wonderful wonderful night in Tankettstown it all begins with a reception at 6 o'clock and I have to mention Stephen Mangan he's a brilliant Michael Bublé Stephen has come on board um, through association with the Avian's Pink Tie yeah. uh, charity and Stephen has offered his services to do the um, his fabulous Michael Bublé songbook at the drinks reception and it'll be an amazing evening from start to finish and there'll be fabulous goodie bags for all the ladies from um, Sam Macaulay Pharmacy in Navan. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant and of course to mention the boys themselves will be there from Funky Fashion Frolics. Paul Carroll who you've been listening to today on the show me and Mike McCarthy will be there on the night as well. It's not to be missed. They'll be talking about this in, in, in the months and years ahead. If you're not there you'll be missing out on something. I can promise you that. We're anyway, super Paul, excited. Thank uh, you so Delighted much. to meet you again today in uh, the show. Continued success to both of you in, in your careers and with this wonderful business you have together as well. It's always a pleasure. Thank you Jerry and for your continued support here. You've been amazing to us. Thank you. Thank Late you. lunch with Blackstay Motors Drada, Renault Dealer of the Year. Offering a new standard in used cars with Renault Selection. Each model comes with fully serviced, full vehicle health check and delivered with industry-leading standards of two years warranty, two years breakdown assistance and low APR finance. with another edition of Woman's Page, a programme for or maybe about you. Now, the problem I'll be discussing today may not be yours, but they could be someday. Yes, you're probably wondering, what are we at in here on late lunch this afternoon on LMFM Radio? Do you remember Frankie Byrne and RTE in the Ireland where everybody talked about sex but nobody ever did it that time you know those years when people got in touch with, uh, with their problems well today on Late Lunch I played for a particular reason because we are kicking off our first ever Agony Ant segment on the show and I'm delighted to tell you it's going to be called Dear Barbara because you see that is her name and she's with me on the show today you'll know her from Women With Opinions and she's appeared on Late Lunch a number of times over the years but I'm delighted to welcome formally now as a regular to Late Lunch counsellor and psychotherapist Barbara Kelly Barbara you're very welcome to the show Hiya Jerry. You're smiling there. That's a little bit. I've never had you. my own uh, theme tune before. 
That's yes. brilliant. Yeah, well, you know, that is before your time. Well before slightly. your time. It slightly is, is right. But anyway, I just said as an introduction today uh, to you, I would bring back memories <laughs> to people. And I want to say to listeners today, if you have a problem of a personal nature, you can get in touch with us on the show in confidence. I promise you that. It will always be in confidence. You can email us in at any stage, late lunch at lmfm.ie. Or if you want to, during the show itself, WhatsApp or text 086 658 and of course the usual number is there's 185715958 if you'd like to call in Barbara I think first off I'll tell them you and I met back well a few years ago yeah. pink and bling was it it would have been back in around I think it was 2012 or 2013 mm. yeah um I set up a, a group called the loud cancer fundraising group and we ran different uh, charity events like Pink and Bling and uh, I think it was the Loud Ladies as well. We did a, the mini marathon. Um, yeah, so that's that must be about five or six years ago Easily, now. Yeah. easily, easily. And, and you know, you stood out from the crowd, I have to tell you, from the word go. I'm not blowing smoke here. I really am telling you that. You were very impressive when we met first. And you've gone on there yourself and you, you've mm. got very involved in the area of counselling and psychotherapy. Yeah, um, I mean, back when I would have met you first, I, I wasn't actually... Um, training even at that point I got my background is working with uh, children and families affected by different issues and I, I worked in that area for about 15 20 years that's where I kind of come from um, but I always had in the back of my mind that I really wanted to get into counseling um, I've been personally I've been in my own counseling for many many years um, and I suppose I just always kept saying it's something I will eventually do and I kept putting it off and putting it off. And then I had children and I kept putting it off. And I kept saying, you know, it, I'll do it when they're older, when maybe when they're in secondary school or when they leave school or whatever. And that went on for a while. And if I'm really honest, it wasn't until the death of my friend. She passed away in 2012, um, sadly, to cancer. She was only 36. Um, and that really changed me so much. My whole life changed because it made me realise that we don't know what's around the corner. We we can't keep putting things off. And I have to say, I changed from being that person who had, you know, plans and dreams and we'll do it next year and all the rest to, you know what, you've got to live in the moment as much as you can. So she, when she was actually dying, I said to her that I was going to enrol. It was like a promise I made to her. And I did. And, and the that's rest where it is all started. And yes. it's taken off massively for you. And I know you are really busy and encountered so many people and so many issues in the last number of years. Now, today, to begin our series with a new Agony Aunt Barbara, we have decided that we'd take some scenarios, no names here, uh, from uh, situations that Barbara has encountered with people she's worked with over the last while. So we're going to do that today. And uh, I know when we talk about these, these will be scenarios that affect people. As Frankie Barnes said there in the introduction, it may not be you today, could be you tomorrow, could have been you in the past. So let's begin with this one. Uh, this is a scenario that she came across uh, married for 15 years and starting to realise I'm not happy. Uh, this is a woman talking here. My husband is a lovely, kind man, a great father, and good provider. Whilst I do love him, I'm not in love with him. There's no spark. Life has become dull and predictable. Recently, a colleague at work has been flirting with me and I'm really enjoying it. I notice that I'm thinking about him all the time. At a work night out last month, he made it very clear he wants to be more than just friends. I'm really so confused. I keep thinking about this colleague and imagining how much happier I could be. Should I leave my husband and follow my heart with this colleague? Please help. Now, I'm sure that is a scenario that raises its head. Many, many, many times. times. Yeah. I, I, you know, 
this boredom yeah. after time in a in a relationship. How does it happen? How how do you deal with it? Well, you know, I I think this is something very common, and I think. Most people, if they're really honest, who are in long relationships will say at some point they felt it was a bit dull. You know, that's just being honest. And I feel that it's really to do with, you know, all relationships when they start, there's an intensity. It's exciting. It's new. Um, all of those things. But we kind of forget as well <laughs> that there's also all the more sort of negative aspects as well or the less enjoyable aspects such as you know the insecurity that you kind of feel at the start of a relationship trust issues you might have even your own kind of anxiety about where is this going is this the right person all of those things at the very beginning of a relationship but we sort of forget those and we focus on the excitement and the fire and the passion and all that um, and I think that you know over time the hope is that um, people get to know each other and um, that they do then start to feel more secure and, mm. and trust builds and the confidence builds and all of that kind of thing. Um, but sometimes we just focus on the fact that it's kind of maybe predictable um, and you get a bit complacent and all of those sorts of things. So I think in this situation, I think that's probably what's going on here is that sort of sense that, you know, it's getting a little bit dull. Um, and look, after 15 years, of course, there is going to be an element of predictability and all that. Um, and regarding this work colleague that maybe has turned this lady's head slightly, you know, I think we need to, again, remember that this might just be triggering those reminders of the intensity of a new relationship. Previous, previously in the in the original yeah, relationship. Yeah, that maybe this lady is missing a little bit. You know, the excitement and all of that. Um, the newness and, and, and all of those kind of things. So, look, I always say to people, you cannot work on your existing relationship if you turn and put all your focus on another relationship. That's just kind of like a rule of thumb that I feel is really important. And it comes down to choice, really. You know, mm. this lady is at a point where she needs to choose. Does she want to invest time and energy into this 15-year relationship with the man who she says is a good man mm. and a good father and all of those things, but that it, the spark might have dulled a little bit? Does she want to maybe turn her attention back onto that relationship? Maybe go for some couple counselling or even do some individual counselling herself around her own issues. She might have her own sort of insecure insecurity issues. Um but what I would say is, you know, don't turn your attention to another relationship until you're really sure that the relationship you're in is not going to, to work. Yeah, because that can happen in any scenario. You go out for a night with colleagues, friends or whatever, and somebody hits on you. Absolutely. Great you fun. Feel, yeah. Hold on a minute. Well, Corden again. Well, back to those days. As you say, you're reflecting back to a time when it was exciting. Besides counselling or going for individual mm. counselling, is there anything somebody in a scenario like that can do? Should they talk to the other person and say, look, I'm feeling a little bit, this is not exciting anymore. Absolutely. Look, you know, at, at the, the core of all relationships is, you know, is communication. Mm. And we have got, that is the one thing that I say over and over again to couples is you've got to communicate. We often have things in our head and we think we're the only one who's thinking it or we think we know what the other person is thinking and that spirals and spirals. Actually, when you sit down and you are really open and honest and you come from a place of I feel or I, I, I'm thinking maybe, often the other person will either be very surprised and maybe be delighted to now know are actually be feeling the same. And yes. it's like each other is guessing what each other's feeling. Talk. Open up and talk. Maybe if that lady was to sit down and say, look, I'm feeling a little bit, you know, things aren't as exciting. And maybe they could sit down and go, right, what needs to change? They're in a different chapter now, obviously. You know, they're 15 years ago, they got married. As she says there, you know, she they, there's children now. They're 
maybe they're entering a new phase of their life where the kids are that bit older, they can start to do things again, find common mm. interests again. So it is a new phase and it can become just as rewarding and as exciting, but it's different. It takes, you're saying uh, from what you've said there, constant attention, oh, yeah. constant work, work. at this. Yes. It but doesn't look, get easier, does it, as the years go by? But it shouldn't. I think, you know, anything that's worth doing, you have to put time and effort into. And I do think that there is this attitude sometimes that, well, you know, if it's, perfect and it's you shouldn't even have to try and it shouldn't be this hard it gets bloody harder Mm. you do have to invest more time to find out maybe new interests try new things whatever it takes but the rewards should be greater and greater and greater that you become closer um, and, and you rediscover new things together in a way an approach like that and somebody hits on you it is exciting but if you can at all the best thing to do is take that as a compliment bat it away and then take you know that spark back into your own relationship look there is nothing wrong if you're out on a a girls night out or a lads night out and you get chatting to somebody at the bar and you have a laugh and a little flirt I think that's very innocent because you know where your boundaries are Mm. and you also know that this is literally just a little bit of fun absolutely it's a great boost to the ego why not why not is right. Why not send us a question today? Get in touch with us on Late Lunch. Put a question to Barbara if you like. In confidence, 86 658 by WhatsApp or text. Or you can call in now on 1850-715-958. More scenarios with Barbara after the break. The Late Lunch with Blackstay Motors Drada, Renault Dealer of the Year. Offering a new standard in used cars with Renault Selection. Each model comes with fully serviced, full vehicle health check and delivered with industry-leading standards of two years warranty, two years breakdown assistance and low APR finance. Barbara Kelly is with us on Late Lunch this afternoon, answering questions, dealing with scenarios of a personal nature. Here's another one, Barbara, we'll talk about now. And I'd say it's something that is actually very common. I'm a grandmother at the end of her tether. Two years ago, my son fell into financial difficulties and lost his home. I invited him, his wife and our grandchild to move in with us until they got back on their feet. However, two years later... They're still here and I can't cope any longer. My son's untidy, his wife's not working, she sits around all day watching TV and I'm starting to feel like a free babysitter. I spend my time cooking and cleaning up after them. It all came to a head a few days ago when I came home to a house in an awful state and lost my temper. I told them they needed to start planning to move out. They aren't speaking to me now and the atmosphere is shocking. But they also don't appear to be doing anything about moving out. Well, it's only a few days ago. Uh, I want to be the doting grandmother, but not the unpaid help. Another one that surely is common. Very common. Absolutely. I think particularly if you think back over the way the economy went, um, I think a lot of people found themselves in huge financial problems. Um, A lot of people lost their homes and a lot of people did move back. So we had a lot of adult children moving back into their original family home. Um, And I think what jumps out at me when I look at a scenario like this is a word which is boundaries. Um, And it's a word that I think people use, but they don't always know what it really truly means. If we look at this situation, we see here, you know, we have a son here who is being untidy. We have a a daughter-in-law who's sitting around a lot on the couch and maybe not pulling her weight as much as she could. We've got a grandmother who's feeling like she's a free babysitter. We have a grandmother as well saying that she's cooking and cleaning up after, you know, these these adults. It's this lady's home. It's this woman's home. And therefore, it's actually up to her to set the limits and the boundaries of her home. What are the rules of her home? These people living there 
are 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 really there as guests in many ways. Um, and I think that you know she she mentions there about them currently not speaking. And the problem is though that communication is absolutely vital in a situation like this. So if communication has broken down, and that's very common actually, you, you know, you've got this enforced group of adults all now living together. And if communication isn't great to start with, when issues start to bubble up, sometimes people do just shut down or they get very angry and aggressive, whatever it is. And communication is so important. But if it has broken down, what may need to happen is they may, may need to get some kind of a support, whether that's to go for some kind of family counselling or therapy together, or even, you know, if the grandmother even wants to go and get her own individual therapy, what can be useful about that is she can go and really get clear in her mind, how does she communicate her needs? How does she set boundaries? How does she, you know, even just plan goals, things like, you know, setting a time frame for them to move out, communicating that with them, um, because it needs, everybody needs to be clear about what's expected. In this so situation, when they moved back in, it probably was all well and fine. Oh, for a time. you can Isn't stay great? for as long as you need. Grandchild yes. back, it's lovely, and everything it all is seems wonderful. Glory. Yeah, but bit by bit, then you know, yeah. there's two. As you say, one is a home to somebody. It was a home to somebody, one hmm. of the other pair before, and now they're back in there. In, in a situation like that, are you better sitting down from the word go and saying, "Okay, this is what this is the way it's going to work." Yeah, you know the duties are split up if they have to contribute to the house that type of thing should that all be set out clearly absolutely and I think it's really difficult though to say you know like that at the start often what happens is that you know the, the parent will see their adult child struggling and will offer this lifeline and everything just seems you know wonderful and they're so grateful absolutely but it's then when time is going by that things start to kind of maybe everybody gets a little bit complacent and maybe mm. takes people for granted and all the rest. And I do think, yes, in an ideal situation, it should be done more like a business arrangement, as in, you know, maybe you can contribute this much every month. These are the the, the things that need to be done in the house. You take your share, I'll do mine. That would be the ideal. But if you find yourself in this situation now, yes, <laughs> which is what usually happens, you know, yeah. that it kind of snowballs. I think it's important to remember one thing um, in particular is we can't make other people change. We often think or we try or we want to, but we really can't change, you know, other people. Um, so what what we need to remember is that the only person we have control over, the only person that we can change is ourselves. So we need to be the ones who set the boundaries, but not just set them, stick to them and make it very clear that, look, guys, these are the things I need from you. And if you notice then that people aren't going along and, and pulling their weight or doing whatever is needed, then it's important that you communicate that, you know, well, look, we need to maybe sit down and discuss this again. And maybe there does need to be a much clearer sort of time frame. You know, mm. we do, we we treat people how to teach us. And I think that's a, a good lesson to always remember that, you know, it's no point being frustrated or annoyed that somebody isn't treating us well if we're putting up with it because then we're sending a message that we're okay to be treated that way. So it's very important that we are very consistent, we have boundaries and we do treat, teach people how to treat us. Um, I think as well, just to mention one other thing, which is, you know, the adult child themselves, and I'm sure there maybe there's many out there that are listening, just to be really aware that, you know, if you do find yourself returning back to the family home, it's important to remember that, you know, you're now an adult, you're no longer a child and you're now moving back to the home of these other adults. Yes, they are your parents, but they also are individuals. And it's important that we remember that in many ways, 
you know, as an adult, we are now a guest. Um, I know a very special guest, maybe a VIP guest, but we are a guest in that home and we do need to respect the boundaries and the rules of that home. And if you do that, it can actually work really, really well. Okay. It's retrievable. You know, you oh, know absolutely. in your scenario this, it's not lost and gone no. forever. You can pull back from this and sort things out. They have to be sorted out, really, yeah. don't they, in a scenario like yeah, that? Yeah, no, look, absolutely, everything is retrievable. Every, if everybody is willing to own up and, and work on the issues, of course it's retrievable. I do think it's it's important, though, that people are very open. Um, and, you know, I think it's it's often funny when an adult moves back in to the, the family home, they sometimes fall back into a role they used to have when they were a child. So sometimes they can find that they... You might even be kind of going, God, you know what I notice? I'm starting to have like little tantrums when things are, aren't going my way and I storm upstairs and I slam the door and then I suddenly realise that's me 30 years ago. Because you're in that environment, you might even find your parents are speaking to you in the same kind of tone and way and you do fall into old habits. But it's all... Ret- hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Once you realise, okay, this isn't working. Again, it's communication. It's be- if you can sit down as a family and, and get through this, brilliant. But if you find that you're just getting blocks or if one person isn't willing to be as open, then maybe get some support around it. Absolutely. That's a, a good recommendation there. Barbara, if somebody wants to get in touch with you on a professional basis, your contact details? Yeah, um, you can find, well, most people now actually contact me through Facebook. I have a work Facebook page and it's Barbara Kelly Counselling and Psychotherapy. Barbara is spelled B-A-I-R-B-R-E just to be difficult. Um, and also I leave my my number at reception as well if anybody wants to ring. Wants to give her a call. Barbara, till the next time, thank you so much indeed. Enjoyed the chat today with two uh, situations there that I'm sure are really, really common. And remember, if you want to get in touch with Barbara between now and the next time, you can always uh, send us a, an email in confidence, I say again, to late lunch at lmfm.ie and on the day and we'll tee this up again before she's coming in next time round. But for the moment, dear Barbara, thank you. Thank you, Jerry. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, Renault Dealer of the Year. Offering a new standard in used cars with Renault Selection. Each model comes with fully serviced, full vehicle health check and delivered with industry-leading standards of two years warranty, two years breakdown assistance and low APR finance. I always say it when it comes to the autumn. The year is turning, but, you know, it turns in the garden all the time and there's good in every season and there's great in the knoll with Nikki Kyle and her tunnels. It's Tunnel to Table Autumn Edition. Good to see you. Oh, you're very welcome, Jerry. Tanned from your holiday. Oh, thank you. Well, I can tell you one thing. I see something here traipsing from the vine that reminds me of Italy. Look at the grapes. Oh, they're amazing, aren't they? Oh, that is a wonderful grape, that Lake Montsilis. And I've actually moved it this Year because I found it very difficult to train it and don't look. I've actually got got it held up with ladies' tights there. They're new ones. It's multi-purpose. Right. That's what they're for. <laughs> oh my God, they're hanging with grapes. I knew it was going to have such a heavy crop mm. that I would actually have to support it all the way along. And what I want is something like one of those old clothes eras on a pulley. And do you know I can't get one anywhere. 
I went down to um, a couple of DIY places. They said, oh, we had them years ago and we couldn't sell them. And now everyone's looking for them and we haven't got them. It's ridiculous because I could do with something, you know, that I could lower it down if I want to trim or, or uh, take any sort of shoots off or anything like that and then pull it back up again out of the way when I don't. Anybody so- listening today can help Nikki Kyle. Don't forget to give us a <laughs> shout. 1850-715-958. You also have the red grape o- over there as well. That's a different variety, yeah, that, is it? That's a, well, it's a, it's a new one uh, in here, but I actually had it many years ago down in my big old tunnel down at the very bottom of the garden. It's called Muscat of Hamburg and it has the most sensational flavour. It's a seeded grape, but it tastes of those wonderful huge big fat muscatel raisins you used to be able to get at Christmas. I haven't seen them for years, but it has the most fabulous flavour. Actually, you must taste this, Cherry. I'll get you one. Okay, go on and mind yourself there. It's like an obstacle course there. Yeah, I'll have a little taster anyway. Sure, why not? Let me have a go here. Oh, it's just magical. And these are for eating, these grapes, yeah, yes? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, I, I mean, we eat them, you know, I dehydrate them. I'm going to dehydrate the Lakemont seedless um, because uh, we had lots of apples that came down in the bad storm, which you luckily missed. Um, and I need to do something with them fast before they all go, go off because they're bruised. So I'm actually going to make Christmas mincemeat this year as my Christmas presents for my friends. Um, and it's a rather nice thing to put your own sultanas, your own fruit in them. Absolutely. Now, look, it is the season of mellow fruit fruitfulness but the work goes on here on the bench there's a lot going on here oh, there is yeah if you just, I'll just quickly lift this and you can see there's all the green magic broccoli plants that will be going out this week um, there's lots of vegetable seedlings uh, over there spinach um, chard uh, and various other uh, brassicas cabbage type things as well you know it, it just doesn't stop it, it always looks a bit hectic but that's the way you get most out of the tunnel overlapping crops all the time and having something ready to go in as soon as something else comes out rather than waiting three weeks for it to germinate and come up and plant out you know so it's it's always sort of rolling on here when will you pick that green magic? When will it be ready? Um, that will actually start surprisingly quick at this time of year. Um, that should have sort of small heads in November. Will you? Yep. And then after that, it will just go on for months, literally, as long as you keep it picked uh, and fed and watered. You know, it's, it's a really good variety. Where are we headed now? We've looked at the benches. Well, look, we have to talk tomatoes because uh, fresh from the world-breaking, totally terrific tomato festival, and we're talking to the founder here today, <laughs> Oh, look, there's still lots of Rosada and more yeah. besides there, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, they've done well. Well, actually, you see, they've sort of had a, a second coming, if you like, because, um, you know, back in sort of June, July, we had terribly hot weather and some of them actually aborted uh, their flower trusses. Um, and, you know, some of these lower ones on the big beefsteaks just didn't develop at all. So I left them uh, to come on. Um, and even though we've had frost the last couple of nights, they're fine they're t- and they mm. taste good, oddly enough, as long as they're left on the plants. But, you know, if you buy tomatoes and put them in the fridge, it ruins the flavour. It kills the flavour altogether. But if they're left on the plants and then they have a bit of sun after a frosty morning, they're fine. So So they'll be okay there for another month, six weeks? (laughs) Well, probably about another couple of weeks, Mm. I think. Mm. That'll be it. Because they do tend to get a bit mouldy here, you know, with the sort of damp air. Um, But the rosada, I just leave and I'm just picking them now as they're really, really ripe um, to actually dehydrate or, or freeze. Have you much rosada seed left? little bit jerry we'll get another <laughs> year or two away. out of it oh definitely well actually I, to be honest um when i heard that it was being you know it was going to be stopped i actually bought six more packets of seed um and i'm going to split those and just sow half each year 
and then take cuttings from the ones that I've sown. Mm. So that way, I'll still have as many plants, but use half as much seed. Oh, she's so clever. Look at the celery. Can I mention it here for a minute? It's absolutely thriving. And you just have a number of plants. You told me this before, enough to keep you going. Yeah, absolutely. That just keeps us going through the winter. And I won't cut whole heads. I actually like to pick, you know, stems as I want them. And as long as you don't get them wet inside the head, they actually last all winter. You can just pick the tender shoots from the middle or you can take a bigger one from the outside for cooking. Um, It's really useful. I love to have celery all year round for cooking. Did you plant? Is that chard that's there? Yeah, that's that actually is um, the the you know ruby chard falcon, uh, which is a very good variety, and that's the first of it that I've planted. I've still got a lot more, as you'll see later, um, to plant out here. Um, but it's just a brilliant vegetable. I mean, it would grow outside, but you know you'd get about a quarter as much outside as you will in a polytunnel where it's really sheltered and it's enjoying itself. And that's spinach thriving yeah, away there. That's summer spinach, a row of summer spinach beside it, um, which is wonderful for salads. Now it's perfect size for salads. And you know, as soon as the the child comes on enough, um, the spinach will pretty pretty much be finished. And I always mention this. She is a terrific fan. I know she grows for the table, but our flowers in the tunnel here of all. Shades and colours, marigolds, little whites there, oranges. You are such a supporter of uh, the whole ecosystem, the the, the butterflies, the bees, everything that comes here. That's how it all works, because otherwise, if I didn't have all these flowers, I'd have no bees here. And if I had no bees here, then I would have no peaches, Jerry. And I actually saved you one. Uh, <laughs> the very last one. Good woman yourself. <laughs> Eat the peach. I'm <laughs> going to do it in a minute. Because you've never actually had one of that late yes. peach, I don't think. And that's the most fabulous flavour. Mm. Um, but, you know, it, it, this is how everything works. It's to actually try and get as near a sort of natural ecosystem in a polytunnel as possible. And I know that sounds rather difficult and unlikely, but actually it does work. I just grow lots of flowers. I tuck them into every little corner that I can i have lots of little hidey holes for nature and bug hotels and various places that that frogs and things can hide and it just works you know i never ever ever have pests here oh look it is the secret it really is walk on up there because i definitely see courgettes and uh, obviously this has been a prolific year for you and there's still plenty coming on there a little bit more a little bit more energy in them to go for a little while longer yes i think another couple of weeks yes i mean we've still got quite a few small baby ones as long as the weather doesn't get too cold Mm. Um, and I mean eventually it does get too cold for the roots but you see they're still flowering really well there they are they're doing great behind us turn your back around here I know you've loads of basil Mm. on the go now there's a fresh bed there what have you put in there Uh, well that's just I'm starting to plant salads there lettuce Um, that is a a, I think you saw that a few years ago it's called Aricophragmus violaceus it's a bit of a mouthful isn't it but that actually has a lovely cucumber flavour in the leaves it's kind of an oriental brassica member of the cabbage family so this is mostly going to be cabbage family uh, this year and this is where the green magic will be planted um, in a week or so and I've I've got salads in between then because it it really pays to keep ground busy to keep it working rather than just you know leaving it bare all winter Mm. you've supports there and there's peas uh, training up them will you get uh, some crop off them this year or will you use the shoots I'm not sure again it's uh, I'm always experimenting I like to try different things and to try and push the boundaries a bit and just see what I can grow through the winter Mm. and again it depends on the weather I mean if we get a really mild winter um, we could possibly have um, these are the purple mange to Shiraz we could possibly have of mange shoots in November. Otherwise, I'm still going to have pea shoots for salads. Turn your back round again. I have her turning from left to right here and I really shouldn't be doing it. Our back is delicate. I know this today. <laughs> Look at them. 
Look at them, look at them, look at them. Potatoes. Oh, yeah, my Christmas potatoes. <laughs> They're doing well, actually, really nice. They're Red Duke of York, those big plants there. And there's a few uh, Lady Crystal and one big plant of, uh, I think that's Purple Majesty at the back. Mm. Um, just, again, like to have Christmas and New Year potatoes. And I don't like to start them off too early. Some people start them off, you know, far too early in sort of June, July, and you end up with big potatoes. Well, what, there's no point. I want baby new potatoes. They're rather special. I'm booking my place at the Christmas table. Don't tell anybody. Uh, the peaches, you had an enormous crop this year, oh, I believe. Oh, huge, huge crop. Again, well over 200 peaches on each tree. And they're going to be pruned fairly soon. Uh, and I'll be pruning out the older wood, which doesn't fruit as well, and leaving some of the nice... You see the long green shoots at the top. I'll be pruning lower down and leaving those long green shoots at the top because they are the, fr- the shoots that will actually fruit, flower and fruit next year. Anything else we should talk about just before we head for the table? I can't wait. <laughs> uh, not really. I think it's just all very hectic. As you can see, there's still lots of stuff uh, in trays waiting to be planted out. Uh, and they're just waiting for their vacant space. You know, the basil will be coming out in the next week. Uh, and then, you know, a lot more stuff's going because there's basil either side of the central path here. So Loads going on in the tunnel. Is that a different variety of yes, grape it there? Is. Yeah, that's one called Muscat Bleu. Mm. And if you want to start off with, a, with grapes, that's the very best one to start off off with I think because it's it's you know it's sort of you see the way the grapes are spaced out it's very disease resistant it doesn't get disease because the grapes are spaced out really well in the bunches it does that itself you don't need to do anything Uh, and it has the most wonderful muscat flavor again and if you have a tunnel or a wee greenhouse, it's a lovely thing to train up and along and you'll have it there. It comes every year. And they, yeah, and they don't take up really any space because I train them along the sides there. They don't come into leaf until the eight, uh, sort of end of April, really. So they're not shading anything um, by the time the summer crops are there. you know, And they're about a metre high, just trained along the side. And actually, you can even grow a grape in a small pot. They don't mind. They're very good natured. This time round, we're not going to tell you. There's no clue. You just have to stay with us on late lunch because we are heading for the table. The only thing I'll tell you is we'll be using some of the brilliant produce produced here organically by Nikki Kyle and the Nall. We're heading to the table next. Go nowhere. I promise you, we're in for a treat. Stay with us on late lunch. The Late Lunch with Blackstay Motors Drada, Renault dealer of the year. Offering a new standard in used cars with Renault selection. Each model comes with fully serviced, full vehicle health check and delivered with industry leading standards of two years warranty, two years breakdown assistance and low APR finance. Welcome back to the autumn special Tunnel to Table with Nikki Kyle. And you may have thought I was in a little hurry from the tunnel, but I'm always in a hurry from the tunnel because when you come into this majestic kitchen, oh my God, it's magnificent. Anyway, enough of all that. Let's get down to business here. What are you rustling up for us, Nikki Kyle, at the table today? Well, it's a new invention of mine uh, and it's called Courgette Tomato Mozzarella and Pesto gratin. Um, doesn't sound terribly exciting, but it is actually, depending on how you make it. And the great thing about it is I wanted to come up with a recipe that would use up all the bits and pieces. You know, you get an odd wonky shaped one courgette at this time of year. You get odd bits and pieces of tomatoes. You might get a courgette that's gone a bit dodgy at the end. So you cut that off. You can use that. It's using up bits and pieces that I didn't want to waste. Uh, and I thought that was a good idea. So um, anyway, it, you know, we, we, you can use any uh, type of courgette in it. You could use any type of 
tomatoes. So if you don't grow your own and you haven't got any now, you can buy them very easily everywhere. Um, and you can make it with any kind. Um, this one today uh, I've made with um, cherry tomatoes, uh, so a lot of rosadas in, which I think make it nicer. Um, the other day I made one with the beefsteak tomatoes, which was a bit watery, um, not quite so nice. And the courgette variety? Uh, the courgette is the yellow one, Atina, which I love, which is a lovely sweet courgette. Yes. But any courgette will do, basically. OK, so we better start and talk yeah. about the pesto because it's an ingredient in this dish today. So tell us how Nikki Kyle makes her pesto. Um, well, basically, I just get all the ingredients together. Um, the recipe is actually on my website, but I'll put it on again with this recipe. Um, and uh, it, about three ounces of, of fresh or frozen basil leaves, because I, I freeze basil to use all through the winter, because it, it's so good for you, um, basil, that I, I love to have it all through the winter. Um, uh, three cloves of garlic, uh, two, two level tablespoons of pine nuts, um, seven tablespoons of uh, organic uh, good organic extra virgin olive oil and two ounces of good parmesan cheese not the yucky stuff out of a packet grate your own from a, a piece doesn't matter whether it's organic or not but actually um, Sainsbury's actually do sell a very good organic parmesan um, but it, it really is just so different the other stuff tastes like sawdust uh, and a bit of sea salt and so you just throw everything into the blender and whiz it all up that's it done and how long will that keep if you don't use it all today in a jar in the fridge? Um, well, what I tend to do is I'll put, if I have any left over, I normally would freeze it in ice cubes because I find that's really handy because one ice cube basically makes a dressing for a salad for two people uh, if you sort of cover it with olive oil. Uh, you can keep it for a couple of days in the fridge, but it doesn't stay as fresh. Mm. Uh, if I am keeping it in the fridge, if I've got a tiny bit left over, I'll always uh, run some extra olive oil on top to seal it to keep the air out. Okay, so we have our pesto made now. Take us through the dish. How is this assembled? Right, well, basically, you, r you roughly cube the courgettes, about 500 grams of courgettes. Uh, cube them into sort of about the size of sugar lumps, basically. Not much bigger, because otherwise it'll take too long to cook. Uh, and cube up the um, mozzarella, which is basically one big... Um, you know, ball of mozzarella that you'd buy. Uh, cow mozzarella is better because actually you can cut it up much more easily. That the good mozzarella is actually too good to use for this and too watery, uh, and you can't cut it into to cubes, whereas you can with the ordinary cow mozzarella. Um, and then another 500 grams of any sort of tomatoes, a few cherry tomatoes in there, um, nice. Again, those are halved. Um, so everything basically is about the size of a sugar lump, uh, and then you just put it all into. Um, the, a sort of a, a frying pan size, you know, about 20, 25 centimetres um, baking dish or any sort of baking dish. Uh, mix them all together with your hands um, and a few grinds of uh, salt and, and, and pepper. Now, if you um, have quite watery courgettes, it's actually quite a good idea to salt them and leave them for about an hour. Just uh, sprinkle some salt over them, mix them together, leave them in a colander for about an hour, uh, and then run the cold tap over them and dry them, because y you don't want this dish too wet. Uh, and then that actually makes them much drier. Uh, it's surprising, 500 grams of courgettes can lose about 50 grams of water in that time. It's quite surprising, and it makes a big difference to the dish. And so from there, it's all in the baking tray at this yeah. stage. Do you... Put the pesto on it yeah. before once it goes you, into the oven. Squash it down with your hands. Once you've squished it all together and mixed it up, squash it down with your hands as much as you can, drizzle the pesto over the top and put it in the oven for about half an hour at about 190. Um, and then um, that'll sort of start to all sort of meld together. And uh, after half an hour at 190, take um, everything out, put the parmesan on all over the top 
and then turn the oven up to 200, put it back in the oven uh, to make the parmesan nice and brown on top, hopefully. But usually it sort of sinks into the juice, but it's nice and delicious mm. anyway. And just a few minutes then? Yeah, um, about 15 minutes okay. uh, that way. Um, depending on how tough your courgettes are, how big your pieces are, generally about 15 minutes, doesn't matter if it stays in 20 minutes. Uh, it's a very easy, you know, good-natured dish, this. Um, and then take it out uh, and um, just leave it to rest for about 10 minutes so it's not too hot. Uh, and serve with some nice, warm, crusty bread to mop up all the delicious juices or some rice or some potatoes. Um, and you can lower the carbs in both rice and potatoes um, by retrogradation, which we talked about um, last tunnel to table. Um, and you'll find that on the website. So, you know, it, it can go with anything, really. So the bread I see is here ready yes. on the table. This is your own creation as yeah, well. Yes. I just threw, threw a focaccia um, in. Do you have a, a, a pizza um, setting on your bread maker, Jerry? Have you used the bread? I do have a setting on it. It's, it's still quite lightly used, let me say, my bread maker. All right. Well, it, if you actually use the dough making um, setting, which makes a pizza dough, um, I mean, I just I'm always experimenting with things. I discovered ages ago that really you, you can actually use that to make a kind of focaccia, which is brilliant. And just flatten it out very roughly, throw it in the oven, 15 minutes, and you've got bread. Like every great Blue Peter show I watched over the years, here's one she's prepared earlier, but I have to say only a few moments ago... Yeah, it's just come out of the oven, actually. Um, and it's had a sort of rest for about 10 minutes because the great thing about um, uh, this dish is it needs to sit. So you, you need to sort of get in a fuss. It hasn't got to be immediately on the table. It can sit there. It can be hot. It can be warm. It really doesn't matter. But the most important thing is that things always taste better when they're not too hot. Yeah, you can't taste things when they're too hot. Mm. So this is... Uh, Sort of looking nice and, you know, actually better than the last one, I think. It's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. Well, there's only one thing to do here now before we finish up. Have a little taste of this and uh, describe to you what it's like and how it's turned out for Nikki. But it looks, it looks so inviting. I promise you, folks, the colours in it and it's just gorgeous. Well, I mean, you know... you can't really go wrong with tomatoes. Oh, yes. Hold on, hold on. You oh, have sorry, to feed yes. this household here this evening. You don't want me eating you out of house and home. Let me have a little taste of that. I have my fork here, I think, beside me. Thank you very much indeed. So let's have a little taste of this. I'm giving you a Nicky portion. <laughs> let's have this. Some people only eat some tiny portions. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> if I sound like a purring cat. You'll understand why. <laughs> and I'm getting a bit of the lovely bread as well. Oh, my word. Nikki, you know what? You're absolutely right what you said a moment ago. And that is a very good point to make to listeners today. That's just at a beautiful temperature. Yeah. It's not smothering hot, but it's just warm enough to allow you actually taste the flavour. Taste everything, yeah. And to taste how everything's kind of gone together. You know, it's much better because things sort of relax a bit. And, you know, with bread or whether it's bread or whether it's this, you know, things need to just cool down and rest for a little while. Yeah, well, you know what? We're going to cool down and rest for sure because home-baked bread, this beautiful dish, which Nikki will put, of course, on our website. Just reminding you, it's courgette, tomato, mozzarella and pesto gratin. And it is simply, simply superb. Anyway, reminding them again, the recipes are available. On nickykylegardening.com. Autumn already. And it's tunneled <laughs> the table. Where has the year gone? Imagine, I'm, imagine I'm saying this to you. 
I'll see you at Christmas. Oh, gosh, don't say that. <laughs> gosh, well, I hope we're going to get a nice winter this year. Yes. Not, not too much snow. Yeah. And uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful Halloween and bank holiday. And we'll see you at Christmas. We will indeed. Nikki, Kyle, thank you so much. Tunnel to Table Pleasure, uh, podcast straight after the show today. And available as an individual podcast on Nikki's website as well. Check it out. Lots to be done in the tunnel and gardens over the uh, autumn and winter time. It never stops. And God, is nature just wonderful? The bounty it gives us. But the wonderful hands of Nikki Kyle has produced all this today. Thank you again, Nikki. Uh, you're very welcome, Jerry. It's lovely to see you again. The Late Lunch with Blackstay Motors Rider, Renault Dealer of the Year. Offering a new standard in used cars with Renault selection. Each model comes with fully serviced, full vehicle health check and delivered with industry-leading standards of two years warranty, two years breakdown assistance and low APR finance. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Wednesday afternoon. Just reminding you, Dundalk Railway Heritage Society are hosting a lecture on the Great Northern Railway and its closure by Mr Charles Freel and an exhibition of photographs of the workers and Dundalk Railway Works. It's this Saturday, the 29th of September at 3 o'clock and it's commemorating the 60th anniversary of its closure back in 1958. It's happening at the Oriel Centre Dundalk Jail, beautiful place on the Carrick Road in Dundalk. Admission is free, won't cost you a dime. Donations will be accepted and gladly accepted. Tea and coffee will be served. Great afternoon in prospect there this Saturday, the 29th, 3 o'clock, the Dundalk Railway Heritage Society. And they're a great group and really recommend that to you this coming weekend. Up next on Late Lunch, yes, it started already. The sniffles, the snot. You name it, the whole lot that goes with the colds and the flus. And the flu season is on the horizon as well. What to do? The flu jab, very important for many people. Taking care when you have a severe cold, building up for the autumn-winter season. All coming up next with Cathy Marr from Haven Pharmacy. The Late Lunch with Blackstay Motors Drada, Renault Dealer of the Year. Offering a new standard in used cars with Renault selection. Each model comes with fully serviced, full vehicle health check and delivered with industry-leading standards of two years warranty, two years breakdown assistance and low APR finance. Hear ye, hear ye, flu season is on the horizon. I hate to be uh, the bringer of bad news, but it is a reality after the wonderful summer, lovely autumn It's a fact. It's going to be here shortly and many people need to take precautions to make sure they don't get the flu. We talk about it every year on the show and it is time to uh, remind you about it again and I'm delighted to welcome back one of our regulars to Late Lunch. Cathy Mars here from Haven Pharmacy. Cathy, good to see you again. Good afternoon, Jerry. Thank you for joining me. I was just saying, we were chatting there, Sinead, yourself and myself, before we came on, even with children. You know, you had the lovely summer, Mm -hmm. the nice autumn and nearly in the last week to 10 days. Are you seeing this in the pharmacy? They're dosed. Absolutely. Seen at pharmacy, seen at home, my own kids. Yeah, as soon as the schools have gone back, viruses are beginning to circulate again. The heat, some people are switching the heat back on. You know, the air is getting warmer. You know, in, in the houses, in and out, viruses are circulating. That's the way it is. So we are becoming more exposed to viruses. And one of the descriptions I'm hearing most at the pharmacy at the minute, people aren't feeling that horrible dose. It's nearly a sniffle. It's a runny nose. It's a bit of a cough. Nothing major just yet. But again, it's the start of the season for us. Flu season lasts right up until April first. So, yeah, we're, we're ready for it now. Can I ask you about children before we go on to the serious matter of flu and the flu jab? Um, is there anything you can do or give children that will help them, you know, not, you know, take these things on board? 
No, and, and it's important that they do take these things on board because this actually helps build their immune system for when they're adults like ourselves. Okay. So when a child is maybe between the age of 12 and 24 months, it feels like they're constantly sick. And you know yourself, I have three and there was certainly a few years that I felt I was constantly cleaning noses and, and clearing coughs. But they have to be exposed to all these viruses so that their body builds antibodies, that their body fights that virus the next time it becomes in contact with it. It's usual for a baby or an infant or a toddler to have about 12 colds a year. And considering they're nearly blocked between September and March, it just seems like one endless. Sometimes we'd hear parents say, look, they're never getting over this. It's going on for months, but it could actually be one virus after another, rhinovirus after another, and just different viruses. And kids have to build up their immune systems. What we can do for them as parents and guardians and grandparents is to make sure that as strong as they can be, to fight and to to have their immune system, that they can make these antibodies. So healthy food, encourage them into the fresh fruit and vegetables. And I know at home last week I was making the clean potato soup and they said, oh, it must be autumn, mammy. So the vegetable soups were coming back out. So that's what we have to do. Get the vegetables, the fruit, lots of fluid, proteins, get everything into them. Lots of regular meals a day. I know a lot of empty lunch boxes come home. Children maybe don't want to be eating that kind of thing. We have to build them up as much as we can. If you want to go with multivitamin, it's fine. They're not going to be rocket science. They're not going to prevent a cough or a cold. Yes. But it will, anything will help build, build okay, up. Okay, so tonic, system. multivitamin, yeah. stuff like that is yeah. fine to give it's that fine, as well. It's fine, it's not essential. But, but food it's not, is it's the important thing. Good, food, nutritious, rest. healthy food. Absolutely. And not to keep them indoors either. Mm. They need to be outside. They need to be building up their immune system. So absolutely, if they want to go out on a day like today, outside, they don't have to be keeping them in just yet. Okay. Now let's talk about flu season. Um, is the vaccine in at this very point in time? Now, the HSE have a delivery schedule throughout the country for GP surgeries and pharmacies. So it depends at what point on that delivery schedule within the first three to four weeks of September that an outlet falls. So some pharmacies and GP surgeries have had their delivery already and are able to provide provide the vaccine and some are in the middle of this week. So by the end of this week, every pharmacy and GP surgery that provide the vaccine will have them by the end of this week. Already do we systems go by, by next week. Why should somebody get the flu vaccine? It is still the most proven way of beating the flu or preventing the flu. It's the most effective way of not contracting the flu. And the flu compared to the cold is the genuine influenza that floors you, can potentially leave you with pneumonia, can potentially leave you with lung disease, lung damage, can potentially kill you if you're in an at-risk group. So the seasonal influenza is a very serious illness. It's very different to a severe cold, which can be really debilitating. But it's very important if you're in the at-risk group that you do get the flu vaccine. So who are we talking about? Who are the priority? Do you know, we're nearly everyone at this stage. You know, we hear the term herd immunity. So if you think of a a herd of cows and we vaccinate 95 or 90% of those cows against a particular illness, the other 10% won't get the illness because there's herd immunity. So we're trying to get as much of the population vaccinated against seasonal influenza. Anyone in the at-risk group will be anyone over the age of 65, even if there's nothing wrong with them. They're completely well, over 65. That means that your organs, your lungs, they're also 65. So they also need a little bit of help to fight against flu. Anyone with a chronic condition. So if you have to go to the doctor for anything at least once a year, then that could be a chronic condition. So whether it's chronic asthma, diabetes, um, multiple sclerosis or anything long term, heart disease or just the you have to go in, even depression, whatever chronic condition that you have puts you at a higher risk of contracting flu and a higher risk of developing complications. So you're at risk. Um, anyone in residential care, so anyone in a nursing home needs to have the flu and also their carers or their regular visitors. And carers is one of the big 
cohort of, of people that we want to talk about. But carers always tell us, I'm too busy. I have so much to do and I'm so well because I have to look after the person I'm looking after. They're the people that we need to say to them, get the flu vaccine because to protect yourself, but also to protect those that you are looking after as well. You don't want to bring that virus home to those people. Pregnant women, highly, highly important because they're at a high risk of developing respiratory complications, especially if they're early on in the pregnancy. Um, that can have a high risk of miscarriage. And there's no side effect? No, no, no. And we can talk about the side effects of the vaccine, but there's no harm, if that's what you mean, mm. to the yes, baby. Yes, if, if you're absolutely pregnant, none. You know, women will no. think, maybe, oh, my no. unborn baby. Absolutely none. And the same goes for a pertussis or whooping cough vaccine that the, the women who are pregnant must have. And the risk of having a miscarriage is higher than the risk of any problems from the vaccine. So that's what you have to weigh in. Sometimes women will say, look, I'm only going to have my baby. I'm, I'm almost full term. My baby's due in October. Is it worth me getting the vaccine now? Yes, it still is. Because you can make those antibodies that will be passed on to the baby and they'll have their own protection for the next few months. So that's, that's that. What about on the other end of the scale? Children or, or you know, teenagers. Are there any of those in, in risk categories? There are. There's certain... And, in community pharmacy, we don't vaccinate under the age of 18. So those we would refer those patients to their GP. There are, if a child has an at-risk condition, if they have a severe asthma, if they are perhaps on long-term illness, if they have Down's syndrome, or if there are other, maybe a cardiac complaint, depending on the child, between the age of two and nine, they may need one dose, or between the age of nine and 18, they may need a second dose. So they go along to the GP and have a chat about that. Okay, under 18, it'll be looked after there. Talk about the side effects. Yeah, and this is one of the... I suppose myths as to why people don't want to get the vaccine that it, usually we hear, well, the vaccine gives me the flu or I always feel awful afterwards or I had it that one time and I felt dreadful, so I've never had it again. So, yeah, the vaccine, what we're doing with the vaccine is it's a live virus and it's been predicted by the WHO, the World Health Organization, as to which strains are more likely to be prevalent in the Northern Hemisphere between the months of October and April. So they work at which strains are going to be prevalent and we create the vaccine to fight those strains. So usually they're anything between 40 to 90% effective. Um, so we're injecting live virus into your arms. You had it done with us last year, I Jerry, and you know what it's like. So the live yeah. virus goes in. The next day, within 24 hours, you'll feel a bit of a local side effect. So the arm itself will feel a bit tender. Maybe you've done a workout or a punch. You know, you feel it just feels a bit sore. Um, you might have a mild temperature. Your temperature might come up to about 37, 38. You might have some nasal symptoms that last for a day or two, but generally the side effects dampen down within 24, 48 hours. And then your body then begins to build the antibodies. It takes up to two weeks for a virus, for the vaccine to be fully effective. Okay. And that's why our key message to people is to make this as effective as it can be for the flu season. Get it early. Okay, and it is available now. It's arriving into your local pharmacy, your local GP. And again, to say that's the big change. You can have it administered in your pharmacy. You need to bring. Do you need your PPS number or something if you're going? PPS number. Really, it's your your national identifier. So if you have a medical card, you'll have your medical card number. Your PPS number. If you don't have a medical card, bring that into the pharmacy. We have an interface on a computer that we work with the HSE, so we can tell the GP that way then that you've had your vaccines. They also know that it's been done. But really, people also say at times. Or should I feel rotten afterwards? I got a doffle dose and I end up bed. Because it takes two weeks to become fully effective, it's very possible that you'll become into contact with another virus between now and the vaccine being fully effective. So you can feel a little bit rotten, but it's more important to get the vaccine now and mm. get it done. Since we've been vaccinated in pharmacy since 2011, the number of vaccinations have grown not just in pharmacy and we're hitting people who are actually well and also people who maybe are working and can get in after work and come in on a Saturday. But we've also increased 
the overall number of people getting vaccines because we're creating public awareness. Mm. We're coming in, we're having conversations like this and people are now realising I should just get it done. I should just get the vaccine. I feel well, I don't want to be unwell. I'll get the vaccine. And that is beginning to create this herd immunity and we're starting to really see the effects of that. Is there a cost involved? It depends on whether you're the at-risk group or whether you're a medical card patient. Mm. Generally, no. Some pharmacies might have an administration fee, but that'll depend on the category that you fall into. Um, almost over 200,000 people, or 200,000, over 200 people died last year from flu. We did have an epidemic last year. 200. 200. That's a lot of That's a lot of people, people, and they were all in the at-risk group. So we have to try and get that number down. You know, that was at the, the, the stats at the end of May of last year. So we need to get that number down. So we're asking everyone to go in and get your vaccine, even if you're well. Sinead, if you're well, you have no side yes. effects, you have absolutely no reason to get it. You're not in the mm. at-risk group. Get it anyway, because it actually protects you and protects those around so you. So at any age, you can at have this age. at any age. The other thing you did mention, carers there is a big category, of course, looking after people. And as well, people who work in the health service themselves. You we're know, in, yeah, we yeah. be designated the at-risk group, yes. absolutely. People caring in hospitals and pharmacies and meeting people in doctor surgeries, very, very important because they're more coming into contact with it than anybody else. Absolutely. And we'd even say sometimes to, te- to teachers, they're not necessarily in the at-risk yep. group. But again, they're mixing with a lot of people who are lot, carrying a lot of viruses. So it's really, if you have any data at all, pick up the phone, talk to your pharmacist, talk to your GP and say, are you a candidate? But to me, everyone is a candidate. The flu is really mm-hmm. severe. It is. You're knocked for six. You're knocked for six. And the difference between a severe cold which can be really debilitating. You feel miserable and it tends to last a little bit longer. So people say, how do I tell the difference? So a flu will come on very suddenly. Very often you'll feel a sensation of a very strong headache. You might never get any nasal symptoms. You might not have a runny nose or a chesty cough, but it'll be you'll have general malaise. You'll be aches and pains all over, completely fatigued. You might vomit. You will have a very high temperature, a fever, and you'll feel really, really unwell. The only thing for it is to rest fluids, paracetamol, ibuprofen to try and reduce the temperature and look after yourself. If you have the flu, it's urged that you don't go to GP surgeries, you don't go to the hospitals, Mm. you just look after yourself. If you're at risk of any complications, you pick up the phone and you ring your pharmacy or you ring your GP and you see what do we do next? Mm. You need an antibiotic if there's any signs of a secondary bacterial infection. Common colds, the heavy drippy nose, the pain behind the eyes, the sinus pain, the chesty cough. That can last for up to three weeks and you can be really, really miserable with it. Again, it's bed rest, paracetamol, take time off work if you need to and ask the pharmacy for symptom management treatment. So cough and cold preparations that don't cure anything, but they give you symptom relief that you can get on with your day. Mm, Very important. So the message today is you don't want to be going through that whole process and those days and weeks that Cathy's talking about there. Go and get the jab. Get it soon, as quickly as you can and prevent. We've about a minute or so left Nits, the schools are back now. They're in full flight. I believe there's a a, a population explosion, yes? Full flight, absolutely, yes. Um, And it happened pretty early on in September. Mm. So again, we're urging parents to regularly screen the children's heads for head lice. So that means sitting down once a week and wet combing through the hair, getting the hair, shampoo it as normal, put conditioner on it, that leaves the hair a little bit slippy and begin with a fine comb and just inch by inch going from the very tip of the the root right down to the end of the hair shaft and combing through over a a white towel. And then if anything arrives out on the towel, the little grey louse, then you'll know then that there's an infestation or an infection. And to treat treat, it? You only treat, you only use the head lice lotions because let's face it, they're chemicals, they're insecticides. Mm. You don't want to use those unless you have to. And you only use them if there's a presence of live lice. So if they're there, there's an infection, 
take them out. The nets, the little white eggs, they need to be physically removed. So just mm. pick those off. Okay, so treatment, very, very important. And, and do of it course, once a week. Yeah, the notes come out from the school, don't they? Yes. Big alert. Check Absolutely. your child's hair and uh, away it goes from there. Anyway, Cathy, thank you so much again for joining us to hammer home the message. The flu vaccine, get it. Please get it sooner rather than later. You'll appreciate it uh, as the uh, time goes on across this winter season. Cathy right. Marr from Haven Pharmacy in the league. Thank you very much for joining us on thank the you, show Gary. once more this afternoon. Anyway, that's almost a lot on late lunch for this Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Have a nice evening. Eddie's up next with the drive and we're coming back tomorrow for your Thursday late lunch from half past one lovely feature tomorrow uh, with Colm Keane and Uno Hagen you know Una uh, the newsreader who retired from RT recently they've written a brilliant new book about St. Therese and we're going to be talking all about that on late lunch tomorrow among other brilliant guests we have with us between half one and half three but until then from myself Jerry Kelly have a lovely evening the Late Lunch with Blackstay Motors Drada, Renault Dealer of the Year. Offering a new standard in used cars with Renault Selection. Each model comes with fully serviced, full vehicle health check and delivered with industry-leading standards of two years warranty, two years breakdown assistance and low APR finance. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.